It's Chad and Evan Daily with material from Chad and Evan's live show on 104.9 The Wolf. There's this new trend. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called quiet hiring. Okay, so we had quiet quitting was like the thing last year, right? Right, that was the big thing. People would just become less productive. They'd call in sick to work, and then eventually it'd be like... uh, like office space when it's just like, yeah, he's out fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but quiet hiring is a thing now that companies will do. It's very sneaky, sneaky. So what they'll do is they'll, they'll, they'll usually hire from within the company. They'll promote people, but they don't do a big announcement on it. Right. This person just randomly shows up. That... Or, yeah, it could be somebody that, that, that you all know that's been kind of given more responsibility, given more pay, but you don't, they don't announce it. So it's not like a big formal thing. So you might not even know that they're kind of your boss. Right. <laughs> and I've noticed it, too. I've, I've noticed it kind of even here. I've noticed it a little bit. Um, but uh, there, are, you know, there, there are some advantages to it. They say you don't take as much risk on by hiring outside talent. Uh, you Basically, you, get, you kind of pre-qualify our workers' abilities before you, you give them the promotion, that kind of stuff. So it does. It makes sense, mm-hmm. but it's just greasy. Like it's just, it's tough sometimes. Here, maybe not so much, but I do hear a lot of other people say they don't know who their boss is, right? Or they have so many bosses they don't even know who to answer they, to, uh, and they don't know who to approach about things. Yeah, yeah. like or, or like who they can vent to. They'll go and they'll talk to somebody and say some some stuff, and then they don't realize that they're venting to a manager, the secretary. Or <laughs> that's the event too. No, they, even then. that's a thing. Yeah, secretaries. They are the glue of every building, mm-hmm. and they know oh, yeah. absolutely everything oh, that man. goes on. Because everyone trusts them. Yep. Them and uh, the custodians. Yeah. Custodians know a lot more than you think they do. Oh, for sure. And they the do. IT people. Oh, they know everything. The IT people, yeah. They know everything. They're looking at what I'm looking at right now. Oh, my God. Well, it's just a story about... poor eyes. Oh. No, it's a story about Babe Ruth sports card. It's nothing about any other kind of babes that I'd be looking up. Huh? Huh? Nudity. Chad and Evan Daily. We were talking about great live albums this morning and great live uh, DVDs because that's, that's right. what we used to have back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said that you used to watch the Pearl Jam Live at Madison Square Garden uh, DVD over and all over All the time. It was just in the DVD player, and that's all that played. Yeah, it's such a great one. I'm not a big fan of, like, some live albums. Like, I, I like... Uh, uh, ACDC Live. ACDC yeah. Live is one of the like best live albums there is. And not, yeah, not the one live at River Plate. That's good, too. But mm-hmm. I'm talking ACDC Live. That's what it's called. Right. It's amazing. Bob Seger. We were talking about that before I went on. We, before we went on the air. Yeah. That Bob, like Bob Seger Live is amazing. Mm. Exactly. Really well, I was saying how uh, I need to listen to more Bob Seger. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Everybody needs to listen to more Bob Seger. Yeah. You can't go wrong with it. It's good chilling music. Well, that's the thing, right? It's good just mellow kind of hang around. Too. Like if, if you if you got some buddies over, you're playing poker, mm-hmm. throw, on, throw on some Bob Seger. You can't go wrong. Well, and, and we were both in agreement too, that the, uh, like the original Turn the Page by Bob Seger yeah. is way better than the Metallica version. Here's the thing. And, and Bob Seger. Not Se- the Metallica version's bad. No, it's but- good. It's great. But uh, Bob Seger is very, it's very bro-y, but it like... 
Bro like, rock. It's, it's, it's sentimental. Like, you know what That's I mean? It's, the thing. it's very sentimental and emotional and very yes. slow and ballady, but yet it's very bro y. It's yeah. one of those things that you could you could put on night moves and have like oh, five dudes five dudes sitting at a table drinking and nobody will be like, Whoa, this is weird. <laughs> and oh, then everyone starts singing it. Oh. That's the thing, right? <laughs> Chad and Evan Daily. I spent a lot of time at the Balgoni rink last night. Elliot, oh, Elliot had spoiled practice. Spoiled much? Yeah. yeah it I is am. a nice rink. It's a great rink. One of the best barns. Um, so Elliot had practice, and then Holden had a game right after that. Uh-huh. And so on the ice with Elliot, and then I, uh, I, I don't know if you know this, but I am the entertainment director for the U13A Prairie Storm Thunder. Myself and my buddy Darren. Well, we, we have business cards made up, you see. You should, yeah. Anyway, so I'm um, I'm uh, playing the music and doing the announcing for the game. and Just playing Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. I did Good play vibrations. some. I think I did play that last night, actually. Did. Of course It's a great did. song. Um, so doing all that, and then second intermission. Go upstairs and uh, get some, uh, get a tea, nice warm tea, Chad, oh, yeah. a nice warm mint tea. Yeah, I'm not judging. And a uh, lady came up to me and she said, "Excuse me, are you the gentleman doing, doing uh, the announcing?" <laughs> she didn't say it like that. Yeah, she did. Okay. And I says to her, I says, "Why, yes, ma'am, I sure am." Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and I didn't say it like that. Neither did she. But I said, "Yeah, yeah, that's me." She said, "Gosh, have you?" You just, you sound so good. Have you ever thought about doing something like that for a living? It's like, well, you know, I have a little bit of experience doing oh, announcing and boy. talking. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going to start doing now. I'm going to start announcing and uh, doing all the music for games. Uh, any kind of game. Evan Barron for hire. I don't do it for free. Have you ever been told uh, that you shouldn't be doing the job you're doing? Well, yeah, I get every day when I walk in here, when you see you, you're always like, Evan, why are you here? You shouldn't be doing this job. <laughs> Chad and Evan Daly. Uh, there are still a lot of uh, businesses that don't allow the use of marijuana from their employees, right? Yep. Okay, so like uh, you still get the drug tested, that kind of thing? Well, and I think a lot of... Um, I think there's a lot of like construction jobs and, and jobs where you're operating heavy equipment and stuff like that. Like or, out at the refinery, there can they? I I don't know. I, I, I am sure. assuming yes. Because I know that even cops can. Yeah, they can. Yeah, here some cops. I, I think like Calgary, they don't allow right. it. Right. Yeah. Right. Or they never did before. I, I could yeah. have changed my. It's now. a tricky thing, know. and it seems silly to me because it is legal. But you don't want anybody well, on the on the pot while they work. But the thing the the thing is like you you could show up. At uh, work after pounding back a bunch of booze, yeah, yeah right. But no, right. seriously, yeah. and then you could still be partially inebriated from all the alcohol you've been drinking. Mm-hmm. I guess it's easier to pick up on somebody who's been slamming back hooch at lunchtime, though, right? Like you oh, can smell well, it on him. I don't know. Him. You see my eyes and how much I'm <laughs> giggling after I get baked. It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh yeah, well, it's still True tell. Enough. Yeah, True you can still tell. Well, it is legal, but I mean, it's still a, a gray area for a lot of businesses. And then you wonder, how long does marijuana stay in your system? Like, how well, long does THC stay in your apparently system? Apparently, if you're a fat man, it sticks around in your gut a little bit longer. Is that what they say? Yeah. I heard six months. I heard it actually stays in your hair the longest. I don't know. But uh, but now they say that could be entirely wrong mm-hmm. uh, because scientists have uh, have found bodies. Uh, so uh, th- there was a hospital in Italy between 1638 and 1697. They buried their patients in a crypt and they've taken they've exhumed those bodies and they've uh, tested their bones and they found THC in their bones huh. from like 400 years, 400 years ago. 
They, so it they, sticks they, around that long, eh? Well, I mean, yeah. I would hope that your business isn't, you know, that much of a... I would hope that they do a blood test instead of, you know, cutting up your bones to find out if you have THC. Well, right. You know? But so... <laughs> Might here, be a little extreme. Here's the thing. Like, that was, like you say, 400 years ago, 400 mm. plus years ago. Yeah. And it's been proven that even back in the 60s, 70s, how weak the weed was back then compared right. to now. So it probably stick around for a real long time. They find a lot more. Bones. <laughs> Chad and Evan daily. We uh, as kids, and a lot of us like to collect cards of some kind and, you know, yeah. just open up the pack, look at them, throw them in a bucket and sure. never look at them again. You know, you might want to collect them, uh, put them in a binder Stick sometimes. Them in the spokes of your bike. As you yeah. A lot of people, a, motorcycle a lot of people do that, but yeah. uh, a Babe Ruth card has just sold for $7.2 million. That includes the buyer's premium as well. Um, the Honus Wagner card sold for $7.25 million back in 2022. So this is the third most expensive card ever sold and the most expensive Babe Ruth item ever sold. So, in, yeah. but it's, so back in 1914... A 16-year-old Baltimore paper, board, paper boy named Archibald Davis collected these cards. Mm -hmm. That was his favorite Oriole back then. Okay? In 19-year-old Babe Ruth. Okay. And it was his favorite pitcher from way back then because he, he was traded and all that. Anyway, so he actually at one point had 15 of these cards. And then grandkids and yeah, the yeah. kids and everything so got a hold the of them. And, and yeah, yeah, went through the generations. A bunch of them got wrecked. Um, anyway, so this is how much it sold for. This is the first time in over 10 years a, a Ruth card has been up for sale, and it was pointed out it's actually easier to buy an NFL team in the last decade than it has to be to buy one of these rookie cards of Babe Ruth. Here's the thing, though. They actually help themselves by wrecking those cards. Well, so, so the Ruth card, it was a graded a three, actually, as well. So that's so not very that's good. that's not good but, at but here's, all. But here's the thing. They help themselves because they eliminated the other cards out there in the pool. That's true. So they've made that card more rare. So yes. that one card now, being that rare, is probably worth more than all of those cards would have been if they were all on the market. Yeah. And and so the, you and I were talking about this. A Mickey Mantle card actually sold for the most ever. A 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle card, $12.6 million. Ugh. That is a, that is a ridiculous for amount of money for a piece for of a cardboard. For a piece of cardboard. Like, yeah. That's why when when everybody would be like, NFTs, people are paying $100,000 for an NFT. What does that even get you? Nothing, what, what actually. Is, what, but what does this get you? You actually, have the you actually have the physical copy, and they are super rare. NFTs, they can be remade, but, created, but and there's no originality to those things. Just, but it's a it's a piece of cardboard. But it's sports memorabilia, right? And sports memorabilia, like some music memorabilia. Yeah, but what are you going to do with that? Well, what am I going to do with my Chris Cornell, my autographed Chris Cornell poster? Yeah, but you could put that up on, like, your bar. You, you can, can display, display that, though. You I can wouldn't display put that a card. for a $12 million That's true. I guess you lock card. that thing that up. That thing is locked up. Behind, it's like Fort Knox with that thing. Chad and Evan Daly. Yesterday, we never like to see our, you know, our brothers and sisters in broadcasting lose jobs. All right, we don't like to see that. There's been too much of it, a lot of it. Um, yesterday, they announced that uh, 600 jobs will be cut from the CBC across Canada. That's, That'd be a lot that's of television and radio. Right. And they're not filling 200 vacancies. So there are 200 job vacancies right now. They're just... So what they're going to do is they're going to fire 600 people, and then they're going to make 
the remaining people cover 800 jobs somehow. (laughs) But here's the thing. The CBC is a little bloated. Okay. Oh, absolutely. It uh, is. They receive over a billion dollars in federal funding every year. I've always had a little bone to pick with the CBC. I will be flat out honest with you because yeah. I've always hated the fact that my taxpayer money goes toward the CBC, who is my competitor. And I've always right. thought that's Why garbage. Why would they, I pay my competitor? So they, they are getting that billion dollars plus their advertising revenue. So with all of that, and I mean, there is a lot that goes on with CBC. Like you say, there yeah. is TV, there is radio, there sure. is a digital side of things or whatever. Um, the, the, the trouble with with all of that is, uh, now I forget where I was going with my <laughs> point because I got, got distracted that's all right. with it all. That's okay. um, but yeah, oh, no, no, and the advertising dollars too. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's where I was going with it. So they generate a lot of revenue with advertising dollars and everything too, yeah. right? So there is too many people within that industry and, and within that company, I feel. Yeah, and there are a lot of people that make a lot of money in there too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you, you talk to a lot of people in private broadcasting companies, a lot of them are like, oh, I, I, what I would give to get a cushy CBC gig. That's what, um, yes, and I know like <laughs> even before when I was out of uh, the industry for yeah. a while, Sure. I was asked if I would consider going over to CBC, and I yeah. said, for the pay that they get, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and also, yeah, they're, they've got, uh, let's face it, they at one point, CBC, I think, was very relevant. And there are lots of relevancies to it, even today. There are still some things that I go, okay, I like that they do that. Right. However, uh, politically, like, listen, it's not like they're unbiased. Yeah, right. well, yeah, for sure. And I mean, it goes that way for pretty much every media outlet right now. But it, it's just at some point, I was just like, okay, you're not you're not serving the public anymore, and you're not. It's so whatever. But I don't like seeing people lose their jobs. No, that's not garbage, especially right before Christmas. I don't know why companies do this. Well, they they made the announcement before Christmas. I don't. Oh, think right. that they're, they're they're laying them off over the next two months. So what they're going to do, whatever it is, year next year, I think. So what they're going to do is they have announced that they're going to lay some people off, and they're just going to let them sweat it just, out over just the Just sweat until the new year, guys. Merry Christmas. Chad and Evan daily. Uh, Rockstar Games dropped their Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer yesterday. Yeah, yeah and it was supposed to be today that they announced it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it no, was leaked. It was leaked, yes. So they, they officially released it, and it looks good. They've got Tom Petty. Yeah, that was kind of an interesting feel to it. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, uh, listen, this... <laughs> I remember, kids. Three playing, generations playing Theft, ago. Yeah, playing Grand Theft Auto, and it was an overhead view. Remember, it was the overhead yeah. view of the car going around on the streets? Yeah. And then uh, th- then they released it, and it was like, oh, my goodness, this is actually like a role-playing game. Like, this is, this is like first person. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. And that was like Grand Theft Auto, I think, 3 through the rest of them. Maybe Grand Theft Auto 2 might have been, too. I don't know. But... Uh, nonetheless, Grand Theft Auto 6 is looking really great, and they've released the trailer, but it does not come out until they figure by March 2025. Yeah, and someone back in 2013 <laughs> said, oh, I can't wait for uh, Grand Theft Auto 6 to come out in 2025. Someone actually made that tweet in 2013, <laughs> so they Very were bang accurate. on with it. Uh, I don't know why they do, do this stuff. I also heard a rumor that the new Grand Theft Auto game is going to cost $150. I bet you. I, I believe it. But the thing is, people will pay it. 
I know they will. Yeah, and then that's it's it, it's just allowing companies like Rockstar or any other mm. company to charge what they want and get away with it, and then other companies will follow suit. And also, speaking of suit, Grand Theft Auto really is like the modern day leisure suit, Larry. Uh, like it's one of those games that a lot of kids will Don't, keep nothing, hidden. Nothing. They'll keep hidden from their parents that they it's play. Leisure suit, Larry. No. Kids, look at actually you know what don't. Although no, now no, although now you know nothing. what you know what now? You could look it up and it would be like you'd be like, This is lame. Eight bit boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Chad and Evan Daly. Man, I, just like, I can't thank you guys, like all of you, each and every single one of you mm-hmm. that is coming out in, in droves, as Chad yes. has said. Off air to, yes. to vote for the Peregrine Falcon <laughs> yeah. as Regina's bird of choice. Like, we're over 1,230 votes now for the Peregrine Falcon. Now, there's a long way to go to get it to be number one, and we don't need to acknowledge what number one is right now. Right. But we've the, got some work to do. We've, got, Peregr- we've got a hill to climb. Yes. The Peregrine Falcon, though, can kill every single, well, maybe not a pelican. Maybe, no, I though. think it could. Probably. I think it could. Like, these birds fly, and they they dive to yeah. kill birds, like yeah. pigeons. Yeah, right. That is their uh, bird of choice, their meal of choice. Right. And, like, over they 300 dive. kilometers yeah. an hour. Yeah. Yeah. We got people Would voting for a, a stupid goose? Canada goose. They yeah, want right. you out of this city. They want this city to be theirs. If don't And also, remember this. Canada I don't goose. want it to be political or anything. But a Canada a Canada goose would vote liberal. You know it, and I know it. Oh, absolutely. And now I'm not trying to play to a, some sort of base here in Saskatchewan, but I'm just saying. Again, I don't care which way you vote, but I'm just saying that that's how. It now, would can be. we talk about the gray partridge, the black cape chickadee, or the red breasted nuthatch? I mean, listen, they're, they're but- even further to the left than the liberals are. <laughs> I mean, the these red, little birds need all the help they can get. The the red-breasted nuthatch. Uh, Great listen, name. I love that it's a very sexually free bird. Okay, mm-hmm. it's 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 very it, it's all it's very showy. It, it would be the kind of bird that would allow strip clubs in our province. And for that, I could, you know I could appreciate that. You know, if uh, a bird would allow a strip club in the yeah. province, you know who would? The peregrine falcon. Of course it would, because it it would be it's the badass bird. It's the one that would be sitting front row with a beer in its hand. Couple rolls of loonies. <laughs> yeah, and maybe it would be, actually, yeah. probably toonies. And I'll tell you this too: if the peregrine maybe falcon, if it smoked, it would roll its own cigarettes. Crushing nothing but hand rolled darts. Yeah. Oh yeah. It is. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking like, and I'm talking like the like the pouch. All right. right. Not, yeah, not yeah, the, yeah. Not the shk, shk. No, 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 no. Pouch lick. You know, give it the roll. I know what you're saying. A little bit of tobacco hanging out the air. I don't actually, Chad. Chad. No, no, because they fly so fast, they they couldn't smoke. They take a break. But I tell you what, that black cape chickadee likely smokes vapes. Oh, for sure. And it's it's Fruit Loop scented. Thanks for tuning in to Chad and Evan Daily. New episodes every weekday on your favorite podcast app and full audio available at thewolfrocks.com. Don't miss Wolf Mornings with Chad and Evan. Weekdays from 6 to 10 on Regina's Rock Station, 104.9 The Wolf.